Hello, happy Friday. Welcome back to Unplugged with D. I am D. Welcome back. I have been so excited about this week because we've been doing, we did a coaching call on Tuesday with Ronnie. Um, I'll have another live coaching for, call for you soon. Uh, and so today, what I did is I asked my Instagram for questions and I said, anything you need help with, ask away. And I'm going to answer questions live on the show. So that is what we are doing today. Before we get into that, today, registration has opened officially for the Quantum Leap, which is my three-month high-level mastermind for the person who is just so done with waiting, ready for that quantum shift in their belief structure, in their income, in their relationships, in their leadership, in their business. It, maybe you have a podcast, whatever it is, this is for the person who is ready for that quick download, that dramatic shift, that quantum leap into abundance essentially. And so if that is something that you are ready for and you are here and like you have that feeling right now in your body that's like, I need that. I need to invest in that. You need to click the link in our show notes because registration is open. Early bird pricing is currently available. It will not last forever. That is an investment of $2,777. There are payment plans available, but you got to click the link to go check out all of that. I'm so excited. I am not going to take that many people for this. I have decided I'm taking no more than 20. It'll probably be closer to 15. I'm going to feel it out, see who's in there, see who, like the energy that we get. Um, but think like Voxer community. We're going to be on Voxer. We're going to be able to communicate through that. We're going to have calls. We're going to do Zooms. We're going to have meditations. But basically, group of people coming together in a mastermind setting to elevate each other, to hold each other accountable to shift into this greater state of consciousness where we can receive abundance faster in all areas of our life. I'm so excited. We start August 1st and yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. So click the link in our show notes, get in the doors for that mastermind, the quantum leap starting August 1st. Okay. Let's go. Let's get into this episode. I got some really good questions from y'all, and I am so excited to answer them. So the first one I got, which was a really great, simple question, is how do you track your finances? That question, it is a simple question with a very um, – it's a general answer because every single person is going to track their finances differently. Now, I personally have invested in – the Accounting Collective. This is a it is a woman named Kristen who owns this collective, and I have bookkeeping services. I have a tax professional. I have investment opportunities. I've put a lot of my investments through Fidelity, through different you know investment portfolios through there. Um, I use Fidelity for that, but all of my bookkeeping, all of my finances for my business are tracked through my accountant. Now, Danielle. I don't have the money to invest in an accountant. Neither did I at one point, but I knew that the type of business that I wanted to run would require more eyes on my finances than just mine. And 
I'm not very good at finances. Like I, I've, you've heard this show, like I've struggled with a lot of money trauma and money stories. And I'm also not an accountant. It's not my zone of genius. And if I'm trying to figure out my own finances all the time and create spreadsheets and Excel and like learn how to keep my own books maintained. And if you don't know what bookkeeping is, it's basically like purchases that you do on your business every single month. They're tracked so that tax season becomes a lot easier for you and everything is like traceable and you can find it and it's easy and um, takes the guesswork out of it. So here's the deal. I knew that I wanted an eight figure and beyond business. Like I want my businesses to value, you know, over multi seven figure, eight figure income. Eventually, obviously we are working towards that. And in order to become that type of business, I couldn't just be doing all my finances myself. Why? I'm not good at it. I don't love it. It doesn't bring me joy. And there are people out there who that is their zone of genius. The accounting collective, Kristen, that is her zone of genius. She is brilliant at what she does. And that is why I use her for all of my finances. Um, I've had other bookkeepers before who were just as amazing. So I would say like QuickBooks, if you want to try to tackle it yourself, QuickBooks is, a, it's an online, it's by Intuit. It's a really great platform where you can upload and like sync all of your financial institutions, all of your banks, all of your investment portfolios. You can sync everything to the same space so you can see it all. It will kind of set like um like a generic tracking budget for you. And then, you know, if you have dreams of growing whatever your business is to five, six, seven figures and beyond, I would hire an accountant. I would hire somebody to do your books because at the end of the day, no millionaire or billionaire is managing their own finances. It's just not happening. They have a whole team of people doing that for them. And if you're trying to tap into that frequency, you have to start treating it as such. So maybe you can't afford it now, but I would work towards that where you can hire someone to track your finances for you. I hope that answers that question. Okay. So the next one I said I got was I'm doing all this mental work and investing in myself with programs. And I still don't love myself or feel closer to God? How do I love myself enough to live? How do I heal where I feel to where I feel better? This is a really great question. This is a question about alignment because it does not matter how much you invest. It does not matter how many groups you're a part of, how many masterminds you join. It doesn't matter you know, how much personal development work you do. If you are not aligned with the life that you are living, you will constantly feel this way, burnt out, not knowing your purpose, not knowing where you stand. Maybe it's your faith that you don't feel closer to God, universe, source, whatever it is for you. This is a question of alignment. So I've had this a lot in some with some of my clients. I've also worked with um, other entrepreneurs who struggle with this. I've worked with my family, people in my family, my fiance has struggled with this, where you feel like you're doing the work, you're doing the things, you're checking the boxes, you're doing the work, and it still doesn't feel like enough, or it still isn't making you happy, or it's still leaving you feeling burnt out or unfulfilled. This is a symptom that you are living a life that is not aligned with your purpose. So my suggestion in this situation would be pull back some layers, drop some things, try to do less. And I know that's counterintuitive because we are in a society that teaches us that in order to be successful, you have to stay busy and you have to be constantly on the move. Otherwise, you are not worthy of success. And I'm here to tell you that that is the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. And actually, if you feel out of alignment, if you feel like you're doing all the things and you're burning the candle at both ends and your wheels are spinning, you're probably doing too much. 
And what you should probably spend more time focusing on is digging a little deeper into your soul, finding out what your A, I mean, first and foremost, find out what your human design is. If you don't know what your human design is, do get a human design reading or read your own chart. I mean, obviously I offer human design reading, so that is always something you can purchase from me, but find out what your human design is. That's going to give you a really good idea of like, how you're meant to work, how you're meant to focus, how you're meant to get things done, right? Like what your purpose is and whether or not you believe in God, source, universe. Like if you're a spiritual person, if you're a religious person, like you believe that you're here for a reason, you believe that you're here for a purpose. And I think human design is just a way to figure out what that purpose is. So the mental work is great. The investing is great. The affirmations are awesome. The gratitude list, great. If you are not living a life that is aligned with you, it will always feel exhausting. And if it feels exhausting, something is out of alignment. And the best place to start would be to get in alignment, do less, soul search, figure out what you actually want to be doing because it's probably not what you're doing right now. Otherwise, it wouldn't feel this way. And then reemerge, right? Because then you can invest in the right coaches or you can start doing the work that you want to be doing or you can start working with the people you actually want to be working with. I hope that helps. Uh, the next question was, how do you manage fear of success? I feel like it's talked about way less than fear of failure. That's amazing. It is talked about a lot less. Everyone thinks that they have a fear of failure when actually we get addicted to the feeling of failure. Let me explain. So if you have a pattern in your generation, in your lineage, in your bloodline, remember you can hold you can hold generational trauma in your DNA for up to 13 generations. That's a lot of generations. So you are maybe experiencing trauma in this life that your ancestors, 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 ancestors dealt with, and you're still holding it in your DNA. And let's face it, a lot of people's lineage bloodline came from poverty, right? We're all, if you're living in America, like we're all immigrants at one point. We all are not from here originally in our lineage. And so for me, example, like I am Irish. I'm very Irish. My, if you go back enough generations in my family, like there is famine, there is loss, there is devastation, there is poverty, like extreme poverty. And there is this idea that you have to come across the ocean and like settle in a new country that you've never been to that is a developing country and like find your way. And that is trauma. And so you have to, it, so then what happens is like, that's ingrained, right? Like it, failure is normal in our, in our DNA and our lineage and our in our trauma like failure is something that everybody has experienced and everybody feels so it's actually not the fear of failure that you have because actually what happens and we've talked about this a little bit on this podcast if like I'm trying to grow a business and I have an ingrained um, expectation of failure every time I do something to sabotage my business or sabotage my life or sabotage my finances. And maybe that is a subconscious sabotage. Every time I do that, my brain releases what is like a hit of dopamine to my body. So my body goes, Ooh, I need to feel that. That's what I need to feel because that makes me feel alive. Even though consciously you don't want to feel that way. You don't want to fail. You don't want to feel like you can't do things but your body is becoming addicted to the fear of failure. 
So actually, we do fear success a lot more. That is what we fear most is success because if we are starting to feel successful, we are breaking generational patterns. And when you do that, your ego is going to come up because again, your ego only knows scarcity. It only knows lack. It only knows where you've been. And that is trauma. That is failure. That is poverty. That is you know wherever your lineage has come from, which a lot of us have that in our lineage, I guess, unless you're come from like a royal bloodline. But if you go back far enough, it exists. So your your ego is going to come up when you start to feel feelings of success and go, oh, no, this isn't going to work. Don't do it. Like, Because it wants to keep you the same. It wants to keep you safe. And safety to your wounded ego is unmoving, is not progressing, is not getting better because that is scary to your ego. If you think of your ego as a scared child who does not like his routine or her routine shifted, then you will understand those feelings when they come up. So when you start to elevate out of a pattern, a toxic pattern, right? When you start to come out of that, your body, your ego is going to go, oh, no, 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 no. This is scary. Don't do it. And then you kind of revert back to those feelings of failure. So you're absolutely right by asking this question. It is the fear of success that we fear most, but consciously it doesn't make sense because consciously we want success, but your body becomes addicted to the feeling of failure and that is what is ingrained into your subconscious, which becomes automatic action 95% of your day. So the way to manage this is to recognize when these patterns keep coming up. Maybe it's whenever you're about to level up in your business or like make more money or break through a money ceiling. So let's say you're, you've been stuck at $5,000 months for a while and you're like, I want to break through the $10,000 month. And then every time you're about to break that ceiling, something happens and you find yourself back down to where you were. That is a pattern. That is a pattern of limiting beliefs that is manifested in your subconscious, probably from generational trauma, lines and lines and lines ago. And whenever you try to level up, your ego comes in and goes, oh, this is scary. And you listen to your ego. So what you have to do to manage this is instead listen to the calm, cool, and collected voice that's coming from your higher self, God, your intuition, whatever it is that you believe in, and go with that because your intuition always wants you to get better. Your intuition always wants you to become the best version of yourself. God, higher self, it all is looking for your greater good. So when you're trying to manage that feeling of success, tap into your intuition because it's never going to feel panicky. It's always going to feel like the right choice. And then when you have those moments of like, oh, this is scary, take a second, thank your ego for being there to keep you safe and then work through it because you're absolutely right. We do fear success more because that involves changing and our ego, our wounded ego does not like to change. So I hope that answered that question. Next question is time management tips for multi-passionate entrepreneurs, probably with ADHD. So fun fact, most people with diagnosed ADHD or even undiagnosed ADHD actually are manifesting generators. And a lot of that comes from being a kid and wanting to do a thousand different things and not being able to focus on one thing and everybody telling you that there was something wrong with you when actually there's nothing wrong with you. You're a multi-passionate person. So if you are a manifesting generator, like that is your birthright to be a multi-passionate person. So don't ever feel guilty about wanting to try different things or even trying something and then wanting to put it down because it no longer serves you. We live in a society that says if you quit something that you're not worthy. And that's also bullshit because actually 
if you're a manifesting generator, like you are meant to do a lot of different things. And that's part of your genius. That's part of why you're here on this planet is to show the world, the collective, that you don't have to live in boxes to be successful. So ways to manage this is to honor it honor your time, honor the fact that you are a multi-passionate person and don't try so hard to like fit it all in, right? Like if there's a day that you're like, all I feel like doing today is sitting by the beach and reading a book, give yourself those moments, right? Because if we're trying to work through times in our day where we have lower energy, if we're trying to work through times in our day where we're just not in it, guess what? Like your work is not going to be the best. It's not going to be the most productive. And sure, you can write notes for yourself. You can put it in your calendar. Like there are people who literally schedule everything in their their Google calendar, like down to like when they're working out and eating. That is not how I vibe. That's not my energy. If it is your energy, do it. Find what works for you and do it because at the end of the day, it does not matter what your belief structure is as long as it is working for you, period. So find out what you're passionate about. Do that. Don't feel like you have to do all of it every single day. Be willing to rest. The rest will give you more than the hustle ever could. And just get more in tune with your intuition. Like that's how you manage your time, right? And then calendars and journals and time schedules and all that can be like a bonus, but just make sure whatever you're doing, you're aligned with, right? Okay. What can I do when I want to accomplish something, but get in my own head or my own way? I love this question. And it kind of goes back to the question I answered about not loving yourself or feeling close to yourself. So when you go to accomplish something, um, your wounded ego is going to come in and try to keep you from doing that. And it's going to sound like it makes sense. Like, oh, you don't want to do that. Like, you're too tired. Like, you can do that tomorrow. Or like, uh, like, why am I trying to do this? Like everyone else has done this. Like it's such an oversaturated market or, oh my gosh, like what makes you think you deserve the raise? Like every, you haven't even been here that long. Like there are people who have been here way longer than you that deserve the raise before you, right? Like these thoughts of our wounded ego can actually make logically a lot of sense. Here's the truth though. Your intuition will never come from your head. So if you are trying to logically explain why you want to accomplish something, that is not coming from your intuition. It is probably coming from your your logical mind, aka your wounded ego, which will try to keep you the same. So when you're getting in your own head and your own way, what that actually translates to is you're just letting your ego rule you from your subconscious mind, which ultimately means that you are sub like you have these automatic actions throughout your day because our subconscious controls 95% of our daily actions. So if that's you, when you start to feel those feelings of like, oh, I don't know if I can, or oh, I'm in my own way, or oh, like have those negative thoughts that often feel panicky. Trust that that's your ego. Take a second, love on your ego, tell your ego that you're grateful and then be like, but I got this and then do it anyway. The best way to push through to new levels of success or accomplish new things is to push through those moments where you feel like everything is imploding on you. It is like getting uncomfortable is probably the best thing you can do because it's going to propel you to that next moment. Okay. Um, And that answers the last question too. How do you shift yourself out of a negative headspace? But I want to add to get yourself out of a negative headspace, go do something you love. I've seen so many people, they'll be like, oh, I'm in such a negative headspace today, but I have to work. Why? 
if you are in a negative headspace, A, you're not giving yourself anything. B, you are not adding anything positive to the people that you are working with and you are doing yourself and everyone else a disservice. The most selfless thing we can do on this planet is be really selfish with our energy. So if I'm having a day where I know that I am just not in the mood and I am in a negative headspace, guess what the last thing I do is? The last thing I do is work with clients. The last thing I do is take calls. The last thing I do is do readings or podcast recordings or work with people or take take meetings. Like that is the last thing I do. I clear my calendar unapologetically. I write an email that say, I am not in a good headspace today. And I want to show up to this in the best, most present way I can. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is if I take a day for myself. And then guess what? I go do something that I love, whether it's spend time with my family or take a walk or go work out or go to the beach, like whatever it is that it, or just sit on the couch and watch TV. Like if you're in a negative headspace, do not force yourself to continue to try to do what you are doing. Give yourself the gift of rest because again, it will give you more than the hustle ever could. Okay. I think I've answered enough questions today. Um, I would love to do this again. So let's make this a thing. Maybe once a month we'll do like questions on Fridays. But I hope this was helpful. If this was, share it with someone who, you know, needs it. I love when you share this, this podcast to your story so that I can reshare it. I think it is honestly, one of the most amazing things when I see you share my content so I can, you know, reshare it. So do that. Come hang out with me on Instagram. If this is your first episode, I am Danielle McCleary. My Instagram is at Danielle underscore on the daily. The podcast can be found at on the daily pod. And I look forward to seeing you next week or hearing or I don't even I can't No, I'm not going to see you. You're going to hear me. I look forward to putting another episode out for you next week. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Love ya. I just have to talk about almond cow. I don't know if you've heard of almond cow. I don't know if you have an almond cow, but if you don't have an almond cow, here is your sign to get one. I drink an obscene amount of nut milk and our family goes through so much of it because we drink smoothies every day and we buy so much of it. And it's hard because so much nut milk out there is not great for you. And it's full of like carrageenan or preservatives or added sugars or weird fillers. And I just feel like it doesn't need to be that way. That's one problem. And two, it's expensive. We go, we used to go through like six of those milked hazelnut cartons every single month, at least. I mean, probably more than that, if I'm being honest. Um, But we used to spend so much money on those and they're not recyclable because they have wax in the carton and it's just not a sustainable practice. So Almond Cow is a company that created a nut milk maker, but not one that gives you a headache and is a ton of cleanup. It's literally, you get this drum that you put the whatever nuts you want. We love making hazelnuts. You can do oat, you can do coconut, you can do almond, you can do pistachio, you can do macadamia, like you can do cashew. You can make alcoholic drinks in there. I mean, there's so much you can do with this thing, but you basically, you put the nuts in the drum, you add water to the carafe, you push a button on top, it grinds it all up, it creates the nut milk, and then you pour it into these little jars that they send you that look like those old-fashioned milk jars. They're amazing. I highly suggest you go check them out at Almond Co. at their Almond Cow website. And um, up until a little while ago, my code to use at checkout was Danielle15. My code for... Uh, Almond Cow is now uh, Danielle 20, which gives you the same perks, only there's more now anytime you order from Almond Cow. So even if you've already bought an Almond Cow, but you need to restock on your nuts or your oats or your coconut, you can use my code anytime you order from them now, which is awesome because it used to just be your first purchase. So use my code Danielle 20 at checkout and get yourself a discount.